0: okay so this is new I haven't done this before uh, trying this live stream thing out for <laughs> the first time ever uh, which is kind of kind of cool The uh, yeah it's uh, <laughs> just after uh, hanging out with Aaron last week I went ahead and uh, decided to Basically, was uh, <laughs> was uh, learned about what all the various um tools are that live streaming requires, and I said, What the heck, I'm gonna start uh, trying this thing out. Uh, so, here we are. No doubt, this is gonna be extremely ugly to start with, and uh, that's okay, but uh wanted to do this primarily because tonight I just finished watching uh, for the first time ever the uh, the Mandalorian series, and I figured I'd share some thoughts on it uh, right now with you guys, the zero or two of you who happen to be out there who may be looking at it. Um, but that's okay. Uh, is the first time out and uh we'll just see how it goes um sorry i'm telling some people i'm just sharing it (laughs) sharing the fact that i'm doing this right now with some people just to maybe get a couple people in here or maybe not doesn't matter but um yeah so the mandalorian when I first learned about the the fact that this series existed, I was kind of like meh, because after the debacles that were the the Disney you know sequel trilogy movies, I really had no interest in Star Wars anymore. After the Last Jedi, and The Force Awakens, I went and saw The Force Awakens. It's funny because we saw it a little bit later than uh i think about a week after it came out the first time i think we saw it a week later and very sundry other people had come out and said oh man it was great i loved it and i was went into the theater i was expecting it to be awesome and we saw it in 3d imax and yeah it was obviously a visual spectacle um but as i'm watching it a couple times i was like well that's what the stupid fan service is a little cheesy but at the same time i i kind of dug it i came back and told everybody else that yeah i dug it and, and then i did um, because there's a lot of okay looking back on it there's a lot of chicanery and silliness and um there's not a lot of depth to it but on the first viewing there was enough there to uh to dig into at least a little bit it's the the standard uh mystery box thing it was like who the hell is ray is she related somehow and um how the lights ever get there and all this other sort of thing and i came up with this whole theory of her lineage um and i think i've wrote a couple blog posts about it back in the day you can find it on the blog but uh wasn't much in the way of you know insight that ended up being correct but uh, it, it drew me in. it was enjoyable enough as of course the parts that i like most were the parts involving ray right i mean it's like how even even the first time doing was it, like, how the hell is she able to jet out mind trick people but you know finn finn i liked a lot especially when he gets the sword and bitesaber and he's like come and take it and even though he doesn't know what the hell he's doing um i was like yeah that guy's awesome real shame what they did with that character later on um utter debacle because that you know ray was you know nothing burger but finn actually was interesting um they could have done great things with him but they never did anyway but but going into the the last jedi i was like okay there's enough there hope slash think they'll do something cool with this man of course (laughs) the exact opposite happened right this debacle and i i never went and saw the in fact i lot rent i wrote a long blog post about how much last jedi sucks basically as soon as i got back from seeing it um it sucks about me and the ex-wife had split up by then, but we still went and saw the movie together because we both like Star Wars, and it's one of those things that we're, we're not enemies, right? We're still friendly, you know, because we got to take care of the kids together, and because we're legitimately friendly. Um, she hated it so much she didn't remember even remember we'd gone to see it. Um, but <laughs> that's, anyway, I wrote a blog post about how much it sucked pretty much as soon as I got back from seeing it. And um, yeah, as a result, I never... Went and saw Solo. Uh, I did see Rogue One, but only after it came out on Netflix. Um, I never went and saw The Rise of Skywalker, or I guess really the Rise of uh, uh, Palpatine. Right? <laughs> Although I've seen enough and i know enough of from from watching reviews and reading enough, I know the plot of the whole movie and I know exactly what happened which is the other reason i'm never going to see it because and uh it's just what what in in the hell as as soon as they started from the moment the trailers came out it's like bringing palpatine back what the? okay you guys have you guys have no clue what the hell you're doing which you know after what ryan johnson with the last jedi he completely torpedoed the entire series so i mean in reality what the hell are they going to do uh but still it's inexcusable um you know jj's uh, mystery box thing is can be interesting except that he goes in and has set up these mystery boxes and never has an idea of how to has no clue how to solve them and so <laughs> it just like with the uh like look lost the uh, total letdown when the final solution comes out because like huh same thing here but worse because in the process of having no resolution, they spat on <laughs> all the characters that you loved and uh, completely destroyed everything the characters you loved did. So, so thanks a lot, jerks. Uh, as a result, when uh, the Mandalorian heard that, that was coming out, I had no interest, no interest in anything in Star Wars. Uh, not just because of that, because I'm convinced that Disney is an evil, satanic, culture-destroying company that is intent on destroying culture for satanic evil purposes, which I know is repetitive, but yeah, yeah, it's true also. Um, So I resolved never to give them any more money, and uh, so I'm not getting Disney Plus and all that stuff, but lo and behold, the (laughs) ex-wife sort of came to the rescue because she doesn't care about any of that she's like go go disney i'm gonna buy disney plus good schools like, oh, great well have fun with that but you know she came over one day and installed disney plus on my roku tv and signed in on her account <laughs> and it's like here you can use my account watch it I'm like well i'm not gonna and then i'm sitting there thinking i was like well there's a couple of those old avengers movies i never saw i don't go with that. and there's like, oh wait yeah i heard the mandalorian's good so over the last month i've been watching the mandalorian and realizing holy cow this actually was good and you know john favreau and dave fellini and did it and you know like john favreau's work i don't know dave fellini except that before now but you know from hearing doomcock and other people talk about the series like like, oh it's great there's it's great that they respect it they respect the legacy and it's great and it's like okay cool well we'll give it a chance and well, yeah holy cow this is how you do a follow-up series that's respectful but while doing something new which is the other reason the disney sequels to star wars sucked because it wasn't anything new you know, all they had to do was go to timothy's on and throw him a bunch of money and say we're going to make your Thrawn books into a se- into movies boom there's your seat there's your follow up sequel trilogy right <laughs> i mean <laughs> and it would have been infinitely better than what they did um yeah it's still not technically not new because those books have been out for you know geez i was reading them in high school geez almost 30 years now they've been out but um still have been better with they did but here the mandalorian it's cool it's a riffing, new riffs on the um established music which was great the Hard to... Uh, how do say what I like most about it? I mean... From a TV series perspective, I love how they introduced the characters and then brought them back several times. Um, I know everybody who uh, watches it was like, yeah, hey, Gina Carano, Cara Dune, yeah, it's great. And, and, I, and I agree. She was cool in it. But I also liked how they brought back the uh, other people that were less you know, not allies, but, you know, Tangential allies, or just, you know, the enemies, uh, towards the end, like Mr., uh, Imperial, Imperial Sharpshooter, dude. Oh, I wasn't a stormtrooper, wise ass, that guy. They're <laughs> coming, coming back for, uh, bringing him back. Um. And, and all the else. I, I liked how there was continuity, and, uh, you, you saw these characters again. A, because, you know, it's good for new in the series but also you know you appreciate when uh good actors get follow-up roles because you get paid more uh also some of the actors i haven't seen in a long time i heard really like seeing i was like holy cow i didn't realize that the uh the gunslinger in the uh when the show the episode where ahsoka comes in i didn't realize that the gunslinger was michael bean until the end credits and i was like Holy cow! That was Michael Biehn. I love that guy. I haven't seen him in ever, forever. I mean, I love that guy in Aliens and Terminator and uh, The Abyss, and of course, you know, he was the bomb in a Tombstone. Um, I know he's been go- he's still acting, but he's more on the producer role, I think, these days. Looking at his MDP page, but uh, it was great to see him again, even though I didn't realize it. And then the the Western one where they killed the crate dragon. The guy who played Seth Bullock is in it. And then uh, all these other great dudes. And of course, Carl Weathers returning again again, and again and again. I mean, it's like, (laughs) it's it's just great to see these uh, great actors who, in some cases, haven't seen in a while, have cool little roles. Or cool big roles, as the case may be. Um, I mean, mean, Moff Gideon, that's the guy from Breaking Bad, the the drug dealing dude. Uh, What was his name in Breaking Bad? uh yeah he's awesome he's awesome again i mean and of course uh, everybody and you know i knew what was happening going to happen in the final episode of season two because I, I watched Doomcock and Doomcock was going on return of luke skywalker it was awesome i was like so i knew it was coming but even still when it should, when it happened i was like oh that's great you know and that's how you do it respectfully um and cgi cgi de-aging whatever the term for it is um they did that way back in tron legacy you know almost almost 10 years ago now and people were like haha it was stupid cheesy then but um i still think that looked pretty good but it looks much better now um yeah so yeah that, 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 that was uh pretty pretty great um, the interesting to see what happens in this, uh, third season that's going to be coming out here, as I understand it, uh, the, uh, um, as I understand it from, again, from Doomcock, um, some of the episodes that were planned for season three, I guess, got moved over to the book of Boba Fett series, which I haven't watched yet because I, well, same reason I haven't watched any of this stuff because I wasn't planning to, but now that I've, uh, actually seen this and uh liked it i may just pop over to that although i've heard some less than awesome things about it but may still go there anyway just uh because um yeah it was just refreshing to see something star wars being released that i didn't hate (laughs) it's been a long time since that's happened um yeah and Still don't like Disney. Still don't want to give Disney any money. Still think they're a satanic evil corporation that's trying to destroy culture for satanic evil ends. But this particular one uh, was. This particular show that they did was, was pretty cool. I kind of dug it. It was, uh. Hmm. So, um, yeah, sorry, just got distracted by uh, a message. The somebody said they hear a hiss. You know what it is? It's the fan on my computer. <laughs> For what it's worth. Anyway, um, where was I? Lost my train of thought. Oh yeah, Disney hate them but this particular show was pretty good i dug it a lot um it was cool seeing boba fett School <laughs> seeing uh, uh i don't like what lucas did with boba fett in the prequels making him a clone and all that kind of chicanery but they have to go with it because it's canon but uh it's weird how he sort of became, like, this monkish kind of dude. And where the hell did... So, he falls into Sarlacc. He escapes the Sarlacc somehow, but loses his armor somehow. And some Jaw- and the Jawas found it and sold it. But how did he, if he survived, how did he lose his armor? That Mando got it from the Marshal dude, Seth Bullock doesn't make a lot of sense but whatever just go with it right because boba fett's cool everybody likes him and i do it's weird because boba fett's one of those weird characters where everybody loves him but but uh he didn't really actually do all that much if you think about it in those uh in the series right because what does he do he shows up in for like three, what two or three scenes in Empire, he says three lines, and he looks badass, and he carries on Solo away, and then he shows up in Jedi to to nod like a badass in Jabba the Hutt's, you know, throne room, and then he uh, tries to help the galad against Luke and gets thwacked in the back and falls into the sarlacc pit, and is like, okay, well he looks badass, and he clearly was cause he was competent because he's the only one who was able to track them Falcon to Cloud City. And he had a big, he had an impact, but he, not, not much. I mean, you don't see that much of him, but somehow everybody loves him. Probably because he looks, looks like a badass. Um, and now he shows up in the Mandalorian. He's like this, you know. He, he almost looks like a a a, uh, a monk in his in his robes and habit, and whacking people with his staff, and it's like. <laughs> what's going on? It, it worked it's cool but it's like hey what the heck is going on in there huh. damn damn that's all uh, so yeah long story short dug it didn't uh, yeah not much else to say I guess we'll keep this one short for the first streaming live ever Um. yeah that's all i got. Um, I'm going to sign off now, and I'm going to go do some writing or something else. We'll do more of this later. Thanks for listening to Storytime with Michael Kingswood. For information on all my books, visit michaelkingswood.com or visit my web store at ssnstorytelling.com. My books are all available through all the various e-tailers, but buying direct from me nuts me the most profit. For information on new releases and other special deals in the future, sign up for my newsletter on my website. Storytime with Michael Kingswood is copyrighted of Michael Kingswood. Intro and outro music is copyright Gene Paul Zogby, licensed through stockmusic.net. All rights reserved.